Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The following is not safe for work. You've been warned. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Interact and follow the show on Twitter at InThisLeaguePod. Now, here's your hosts, Bogman and the Welsh. Welcome in, friendos. It is the In This League Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is a special surprise edition. Well, you knew that the podcast was going to happen. You didn't know what we were going to do. It is actually Mock Draft end of April. That's what it is. It doesn't <laughs> rhyme quite as uh, April point oh. Yeah, it doesn't actually quite rhyme uh, as well. But I am Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. And we actually have a guest on the episode today. Lots of actuallys here. And that's kind of the difference between what Mock Draft May will be. Because we have John from MLB Moving Averages. He's going to be on here very shortly. And he's in a mock with us. So we figured since Mock Draft May is going to be about a lot of our listeners and we're going to be drafting with them in the mocks. We might uh, do a little industry one. Well, industry, at least get someone from the industry on. And we haven't had John on the uh, podcast before, so this should be a nice new added addition. Yeah, yeah. John is, John's energetic. So I think maybe it's John's in the fantasy industry, right? Uh, John Lobb and John from MLB Moving Averages. Uh, very, very excited, great personality, and lots of energy. So we're ready for that. Yeah, John's. Uh, yeah, Welsh's and Chris's a little bit lower energy. Bogman's right. a little bit higher. John's they're at like the they're the apex of energy. Yes, yes, very apex of of energy, and that's uh, I'm assuming just natural. You know, not enhanced. I know John Lobb is not enhanced. Uh, so um, maybe it's just know. something about being named John. Maybe that's it just it's like a genetic pre uh, disposition like they're just set up that way like your name john unless you're john wick that's the only one um but john wick is still doing well for himself we said john so many times that i feel like shia labeouf is gonna sue us for copyright infringe shia shia labeouf from constantine john this is why i hated constantine yeah because he said the the name john seven hundred thousand times that's like the only thing i remember from that movie Mm, is shia labeouf screaming john back at uh was that keanu yeah keanu yeah, because he's John, John Constantine. John, 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 John. A bunch of monsters John, and stuff. John, John. Yeah. A bunch of <laughs> monsters in that movie. He's actually in the yeah. uh, Dark Justice League. Constantine is one of the characters that they'll be bringing back, I think. Um, who the hell was it? I don't know. Brian, one of the Josh Whedon, one of the, the comic book director guys is going to bring the Dark Justice League, I think it's called. And a little bit of John, John, John Constantine, but not John <laughs> from MLB Moving Averages. So he's going to join us here just a, just a couple of minutes. And I know it seems weird. 
it seems odd that we're doing this, but we wanted to jump in and you know, essentially just take some stabs at what this is going to look like under a 100-game season. There was another proposed deal, holy crap, another brand new proposed deal that, I mean, I guess it's not that new. It, it kind of, um, it's kind of a jump off of the Texas, Florida, um, Arizona one, and it's just not defined to a state where it was a three-division one, and it's just regional. So it's like West Coast, Midwest, and East Coast, or, um, you know, centrally located so you can imagine all the teams that are in each of those divisions and they haven't quite put clarity into it if they would be, you know, Texas, Arizona and Florida. And then after a short period of time, maybe move to their actual home states and their home places and be able to play. I think California has some stuff with that, but there has been I know we've talked about it every episode, but there has been like really big, rapid movement in the baseball is going to be played this year. Uh, sector yeah and it is it's getting to kind of all walks that it looks like by the end of june baseball could be played and you know within the next couple weeks especially over the next couple days as the states start to announce stuff we'll um we'll have some more stuff it might just be them throwing out plan after plan after plan kind of like they're doing and what bob Bob nightingale reported but either way it looks like baseball baseball is going to be there so this mock draft why it's important is we don't have to consider um, we don't have to consider breaking it up. And even if you play in an ALNL and they do weird divisions, it kind of doesn't matter because the, the structures of the website still have the AL and the NL guys. But we can tackle this from a they're going to play 100 games standpoint. And we know yeah. they're most likely for a portion of the season not going to be playing in their home stadium. So we can adjust accordingly. So what does that look like? And that's what we're going to do today, um, knowing some of the guys that are injured, uh, some of the guys that are not and uh, 100 games uh, under the belt. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I feel rusty. You feel rusty for yeah, mock sure. drafts? I feel like uh, we're knocking some of that off today. Yeah, so. well, I mean, it's only like five or six weeks ago, but I think the rust is also because there's been more of a detachment from, you know, looking at your rosters, looking at information more than ever. It's almost like right. doing a mock draft in uh, November or early December yeah. or something like that. This is yeah, kind of what this is similar uh-huh. to. 100% correct on that. That's definitely a big part of it is, you know, not going and checking your lineups every day, not getting stats or anything, no reports on the players, you know, outside of uh, Trey Mancini, we're getting nothing. So it, it has been a while. You're right. That yeah. There should be rust there. Been a been a minute, as the kids been would a say, minute. Bogman. Been a minute. <laughs> um, Thank God you're hip and here to teach. Just a very sense. very hip. Did we agree? Did we, I don't? People probably already know. Did this happen at the top? Are we gonna we we gonna just pre warn that this is gonna have some salty language in this one and oh, not censor yeah. it out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what this yeah. one is. As you guys know, probably from the disclaimer at the top, uh, this is a uncensored little uh, salty spicy. gift for you. Yeah, a little spicy one. Uh, the May ones will probably be set. So uh, plan accordingly in uh, your listening habits if a little bit of a spicy uh, in this league is uh, not up your bag right now or there's people around you that you can't have that going on. What? <laughs> what? Did you, you just... said up you said up your bag. Oh, I, I don't know where that <laughs> I mean, came from. I've been saying stuff that... up up your alley. I mean you you are uh, you're doing the the you know Putting two cliches together again. Yeah, it's so. it's getting it's I getting worse it. and worse lately. Uh, if you guys want, you can help out with all of it. Brand new month coming up on uh, Friday, so it is the literal perfect time to sign up with the Army. Uh, if you're not, because we are going to have a bunch of new stuff. Bogman's got a bunch of Dynasty ranks. I've got some new prospect stuff, uh, prospect list, and a lot of draft coverage. I'm going to be releasing some new information over on our Patreon secret shows. 
we got the group me rooms, lots of other stuff going on. We got, you know, the collector's room has been uh, popping off. I actually had this really just randomly just bored, jumped into this break and, uh, Pulled a couple really big hits that I'm going to talk about on Prospect One because they are prospect-related. I, I told you about those. I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah, big ones. So I'll talk about that there. Uh, so we've been having lots of fun and doing all those things. So if you guys want to support your boys in this time and you want some extra entertainment and some stuff as uh, sports might be inching closer, come and check us out. Inthisleague.com will take you to our Patreon if that is your bag. And it if uh, not up your bag, but if it is your bag <laughs> and it's manageable, we would love to have you. So patreon.com slash ITL army or in this Let's go do it. MLB moving average. First time on the podcast. It is a, uh, out of nowhere, just boom in your face, not safe for work, uncensored mock draft, mock draft late April. Let's go. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. All right, on the line, before we get to the uh, super secret mystery, before everyone thought a mock was going to happen, mock, it is John from MLB Moving Averages. First time on the podcast, uh, but, you know, we've known, we know John for a bit, and he does some great stuff, writing some things over at The Athletic and more. John, what is up, buddy? I am dancing in my chair. I am so excited. Uh, as a, you know, a newer kind of content creator, uh, this was on my short bucket list because, you guys rock. I've told Scott behind the scenes, your fan base is like rabid. And I've always associated with you guys because as good as your work is, you're you're unapologetic about having fun with it and being funny. And I think there's a little too much stuff shirtness going on and people who think they're a little too serious for their own good. Right. So I think I'm going to fit right in here. I'm ready to have a good blast. Yeah, I definitely agree <laughs> with that. John, John's uh, cut from the same mold uh, that we are. And there's definitely a stuff shirtness uh, to the industry. And I like that. Uh, un- unapologetic. That's definitely uh, somewhere that you could uh, throw us into. John, what is, uh, what's going down in your world before we jump into this mock here real quick? Everyone knows this process is going to be a uh, hundred games. That's how we're going to approach this. You've been doing some stuff over at the athletic. What else, uh, what's going on in your world right now, as far as baseball coming back and what can people be on the lookout for? Uh, I think the most important thing is readjusting those projections, right? Um, the time frame that we're dealing with will most certainly change. So I think I'm most focused on making the necessary changes to fit that properly. You know, and we'll probably be talking a lot about that throughout. Do you have any quick tips or anything that you want to set the stage before we start this mock draft? As you're talking about that, I know you had been doing some stuff over at The Athletic kind of in regards to this and, you know, obviously readjusting projections. You want to give us like a the 10 cent tour real quick on what you think people should be on the lookout for when jumping back into mocks and maybe redrafting uh, again, this is all into the assumption of a 100 game season. Anything you can throw at us? Yeah, I think quickly I'm focusing on ratios 
because that should supersede any time frame. And also I'm dinging or outright feeding guys that are more of compilers, guys that pitchers that needed 200 innings to get that work done. That is kind of off the table now. 200 innings is not a thing. So the, you know, the reverse of that is pitchers that we might have thought had uh, limits reaching that full complement in only, you know, a hundred games, five starters is 20 starts. Uh, with only a 20 start complement, it opens the door for a lot of later pitchers to maybe go the distance. Okay, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, on the docket today, it does feel it feels very rusty. I feel very rusty, Bogdan, actually, now the more that you brought that up earlier. Even going through the process here, we've got our 12 dudes. So we're doing a 12-man standard 5x5. Five five. We've got a couple bench spots here. We've got Thanos, who's up at number one, Jesse Severe. Uh, he's got all the rings. We've got Sean at two, Mike R at three, CK at four, Justin W at five. I am drafting six. And then look at this, like, just murderer's row that happens. We've got <laughs> our boy Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, behind me at seven. Then John is at eight. Bogman is at nine, followed by uh, the Savage Robert, Chad E, and our boy Barrow at 12. So we are kind of all in a clump together here. And uh, I think we just get down with this bad boy. I think we just jump right back into this mock. It's mock kind of 1.0. It's it's the mock pandy 1.0. It's mock pandy 1.0. That's the way that we do it, Bogman. So let's get this bad boy going. Let's jump. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. All right, here we go. First picks up uh, in quickly. Chris, uh, Christian Yelich, number one overall. Uh, it's Thanos. He's taking his brewer and Ronald Acuna. Do you think there's... And then uh, Mookie Betts. Does oh. Trout exist? Oh. Maybe people... There's Trout. There he goes. But maybe wow. people are thinking he may not want to play, you know? That's got to be the thought process there. Cody Bellinger, holy crap, the Welsh, you're up already. Yeah, I'm already up. That is crazy. Well, you know, something, I, well, I want to get to the Elich thing, but, you know, I'm going to put a little bit more value, I think, on the upper tier of pitching for this coming season. So I got to tell you, especially if you take Garrett Cole out of New York, which was maybe a little bit of tiny concerns, I, I'm very comfortable with Garrett Cole as my uh, as my first pick six overall. Trevor Story went seven, and John, you're already up. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you on the, the front end pitching. Um, even though I was saying that I think a lot of back-end guys have a chance to close the gap, you know, the way that you're going to get those extra innings is not going to be with 200, but it is going to be on an inning per start basis. So, you know, DeGrom is a leader there across the board. I'll take him all day. Yeah. Speaking of Rusty, I left my horn on. Yeah, you left the horn on. Uh, Bogman, (laughs) you're up. What are you doing here? I'm going to take Juan Soto. I I was going to go pitcher, but... I'm going to take Soto, see if Scherzer falls back to me. John, let me ask you real quick. On the Yelich going one and then Trout falling to four, do you think there's anything to that in this uh, shortened season? Do you think there's any justification for Yelich to jump Trout and for Trout to fall like he did? I think the justification must be in the stolen bases. And, you know, I think that even circles back to what I was saying before about maybe avoiding compilers, right? Guys that you don't see 
as base dealers that might only give you 8, 10, 12 over a full run, man, you might only get three or four and you can't count on them. So if the thought that Trout was one of those guys, if you're going to project his steals down to six or seven, maybe that's why he slipped down. I guess. Uh, so then it went uh, Alex Bregman. Max Scherzer, Francisco Lindor, and then we started off the second round with Jose Ramirez and now Nolan Arenado. So what I am seeing more of, and this is very interesting, I'm seeing a lot of chalk. Trey Turner just fell to the third pick in the second round. It does feel like people are going a little bit more chalky than ever with Arenado not slipping like he was before and not seeing Bregman slip before. Bogman, you took Walker Bueller and John, you're back up. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think Arenado just went too early. You know, it's hard not to ding him being out of uh, Colorado, you know, being out of course the, the the whole time. And even though I think he's a very good hitter and has been as consistent as anybody over the past four years, uh, I, I would have to go a little further back for him. Man, I'm trying to figure out if I want to double down on pitching. Well, you well, here, hold on, up. hold on. You yeah, just yeah, I, did, I got it. I got it. You auto. Oh, oh, my. You gotta oh, watch I'm the so draft sorry. It's 30 seconds. I'm so sorry. I was rambling and I had my guy queued up. Um, I, was, I go was, ahead and pick him because yeah, it's, I wanted clarity, and that's where I'm going to go. Because with with this, see now my thinking here is now I have those two guys that give me distance and all the ratios plus the K's. Now I may not be coming back for pitching for a really long time. Now, see, I'm thinking of doing something similar here because Verlander's still out here, and Verlander's going to be good to go when things start back up. It's a little bit of a risk. But I want that top end pitching, and yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. Ooh. <laughs> I want to stay chalk. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Verlander because reports are that he's going to be good to go when things get back, and I get to go in Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander. little bit of an inherent risk, but I think what we've also done is created a little bit of a pitching run here that I might be able yeah. to get in on offense. Uh, for, and Tatis, who just went eighth overall, is um, what I was thinking about. What do you think about Verlander? He wasn't a decision for you. Are you really worried about him? Well, uh, no. I mean, I have said on my own pod that I prefer a guy that's throwing 95 and wasn't on a surgery table in the past 30 days, but it's been a while since then, and we have a while to go. And listen, Verlander's a horse. Personally, man, I might have went with Bieber just for the certainty. Like, he also gives you inning per start, and he's very reliable. Like, I have a great amount of confidence he'll go those 20 starts. But, you know, I hate to be milk toast fence sitter, but I think you really could have went any, any way as long as you got one of them. Yeah, exactly. So now um, we got a couple of us with the the whole pitching run here. The last couple picks, we had Man. Freddie Freeman, Glaber Torres, Bryce Harper, Pete Alonzo, and Altuve. Thanos went back-to-back. -back. We're in the beginning of the third round here where we have got uh, Jose Altuve, Anthony Rendon, and I'm a couple picks away. Rafael Devers, you know who I'm looking at, guys? I'm looking at a player that was going second round coming into the back part of last year, but I'm looking at our boy Starling Marte. You know, if you want to talk about picking up, you know, category, high categorical, categorical stuff, Starling Marte is still that guy. And he's looks like he, I'm one pick away. Shane Bieber just went to CK. I might be able to snatch him up here. And I'm thinking nobody went right in fucking front of me. You fucking, you piece yes. of shit. Yes. There we go, Rob. You I'm absolute so piece of shit. I'm so looking forward to that. It's not an ITL mock draft without an F bomb on a snipe. Yes, I'm so jacked. That was piece a, of that was shit. My first I had nobody queued. I have nobody queued up right now. Uh, you know, isn't that a killer, Chris, when you have your, you know, your eyes are God widening on a surprise, right? And he's just not there. I took Jordan Alvarez and I hate that pick. I hate yes. taking yes. it. Yes. And I think I might have went that way. Yeah. I think I might have went that way.
I had one well, other you're guy. Up. You're up, John. Who yeah. are you taking? I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna fill in second base and get some of those steals, man. I'm 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 one of the high guys on Ozzy Albies. Yeah, I thought about Albies. I think yeah. I'm I think I'm going with Albies, and I'm gonna fill in that you know some uh, infielding, which I found. I've done quite a few drafts. I'm probably Tim's best customer on best ball. Um, that the oh. infield kind of dries up a lot sooner than the outfielders. You know, when I think to the back end of the draft, there's a lot of outfielders I like. So I've been finding they're easier for me to pass on early on. Bogman, you just took Cattell, which he was never coming back to me. But Yeah, I was choosing between Albies and Cattell myself. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought you were going to take Cattell, Marte. So, like, I was real happy you got sniped, and then I went, oh, damn it. He's probably going to take Cattell. Oh, I had them both. Was, yeah. Uh, you know Alvarez. what? Um, and I've said this to people. I, I think it's very hard to discern between the two of them. And I don't think there's an argument where it's like one is clearly better than the other. So listen, if you do multiple drafts, there's nothing wrong with diversifying, right? I mean, yeah, either true. one of those guys I think is a winner. Clevenger just went. We're about to go into the – Springer just went. We're going into the fourth round. Any quick surprises, John, um, with a 100-game season under the belt? You think any anything that's gone wrong? I mean, Patrick Corbin is still well, out there. Pitching is well, kind of dried up. Well, Marte, you know, who has gone in the first round in some very sharp NFBC drafts, I think is the steal so far. I mean, to me, that's really <laughs> that really kind of jumped off the board. Um, I've always had a problem with where Altuve goes also. God that's damn me. It. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, you know, John wasn't even doing it on purpose, but he's just rubbing it in. You know, he's just like, you know, Starling Marte. Best pick of the draft so far. And it yeah. was one pick right ahead of the well. Did you mean Cattell uh, or Starling? Uh, I, oh, meant oh, I meant I meant Starling. You bastard. because you know you know Zola <laughs> Zola shocked the world in TGFBI. He took him in the first round. You know, so you you know he's well researched. Whether or not you agree with him, no. So, uh, man, Bogman, man this, is, this is actually a really cool spot that I'm in. This is a cool spot for me because where I was planning on going hitting at this point, I think there's just too much pit, pitching for me to pass on. I, I can't pass on Castillo. I, I have him as like. A, an MVP, you know, like an MVP, definite Cy Young kind of candidate. And I'm going to fill up the rotation a little bit more. So this has been interesting for me. I kind of went a different route, but I've always... Do you have three pitchers, Sean? I have three pitchers. I have DeGrom, Flaherty, and Luis Castillo, and I am ready for Bear, right, as far as pitching. doesn't get much better than that. Oh, man. I think... Am I well, going to... up again. Yeah, I'm up here, and I'm... Uh, do I want to do this? I think I want to do Drug this. Link. Oh, I didn't notice you took Darvish. Scott. Oh, yeah. You jumped him. I think, you know what? I don't All think right. he was coming back, so I understand the move. I'm very high into myself. Right. This is but, what uh, I'm doing. The, the oh, oh, Mondesi. I got, Mondesi. I got Mondesi, and I'm going to tell yeah. you straight up what I'm coming back around to do, who I almost took. I'm taking Giancarlo Stanton coming back. Wow. So, oh, come on. time. I'm having a hard time valuing him. There goes Stan Judge. Right Judge and Stanton. Well, now Judge is going to go. He's or Stan's going to go. He's not going to make it back. I I almost took Stanton there. Judge with the rib issue still has me concerned. And there goes fucking Stanton. So never mind. That was a cool <laughs> idea. But I want. But see, to back to the point here of you know really solidifying in those high end specific stats and the ratios. Mondesi gets me the stolen bases. Jordan Alvarez. He gets me in on the power and the batting average. I've got the pitchers here. So now I can fill around these guys. And if I can get an elite base dealer or I can get another elite power guy, that is a place that I wanted to go. There's just too much of a drop that's happening here. And unfortunately, what's your roster right now, Welsh? What's that? What's your roster? I've got uh, Cole, Verlander, Jordan Alvarez, and Mondesi. Cole, Verlander, Alvarez, and 
Okay, that's pretty solid. I, and there's still some and feet and two frontline starters. And there's still some. Oh, and I'm up. God damn. And there's still some really good <laughs> hitters out here, but there's still a part of me that 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 top end of pitching I really want to solidify. Uh oh. Yeah, with good decisions, Welshy. Yeah, you know what I'm you gonna know, do. Just, just something for people to think about when we're talking about pitching. And I was talking about creating separation with innings. You know, the difference between a pitcher going six out every time. And five out every time is a 20% difference. And if you play that out as far as strikeouts, you know, I think that's going to be the difference in winning your league. So I think being efficient on the mound is huge. All right, I'm back on the clock. I'm loving yeah. it. You know, my pitchers, my pitchers are all set. And I'm going to go with I'm gonna go what I was saying. I want to stick to the infield. And I'm going to go with Bo Bichette. So I'm really kind of building a real strong base. I got some speed. I got runs. I got average. I'm going to look to fill in my power after that. Who did you end up with, Welsh? I went with Blake Snell. I took a third pitcher here. Um, there's still a little bit of injury risk, but potential on the elite rotation. And, you know, I'm doing a couple things here because I, I see a lot of value that's sitting out there, and maybe I'm playing with fire a little bit, hoping to uh, walk into some of the value. But I think there's some I think there's some players out there, especially from a hitting perspective, that um, that are still going to be able to provide that. I mean, we're, we're kind of at a tier of just a lot of good dudes, and the pitching is about to fall off of a cliff. And yep. I think there are more questions in it. So where I wouldn't normally in the first five picks take three starting pitchers, that wouldn't be my brand. Under this type of a shortened season, I, I think I can be more comfortable with it. And I guess I took two pitchers with some inherent risk, but all this time off is kind of mitigated it. Like there's no reason that Verlander should be there at 19. Oh. God damn it. Yeah, Gallo just went. That sucks. Yeah, I, was uh. talking, I had it up myself. I was... I was looking for the 40 bombs. And I think as far as Gallo, I think I might believe in the average a little more than people. Now, listen, I'm not touting a 280 or anything, but I do think the 250 you saw last year might be closer to what we get going forward. Um, you know, we still got some maturing to do. People are just so low on him that I, I don't think we've seen the, the the best of Gallo, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm not happy with that one. That sucked. Um, yeah, so it was tough, yeah. So yeah, I just made a movement to something I probably wouldn't normally do, but I want to chalk up the pitching a little bit more under this scenario. So Savage is up, and then Bogman, you, oh, Manny Machado right in front of you. Uh, I only had two guys in my queue. Machado was one, and I'm going to start this run here, fellas. Uh, okay, no, I'm going to go the other way. Like I said, I've been really, I've been really, really into building my infield first. I'm going to go with my guy, Yohan Moncada. Yo, Moncada now! Yes! Oh, man! That was awesome! And that was not planned. Yo, Moncada, now! Yo, Moncada, now! That's that John energy, so I'm up here, so... Oh, man! Yo, Welshie, I was not BSing you guys. I'm such a fan. I'm trying to keep it in my pants a little bit. You know? (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, you sons of bitches. Hold on. I'm I'm in a quandary here. You know what? In, in in the meantime, there's a pitcher out there right now. He's t- near the top of the available list. That hold on, hold on. Okay, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I had to make sure. VR. I, oh, that's a good, good got my Jonathan VR. Sorry, I was yeah, clicking yeah. it. I was clicking it like three times and it wasn't happening. So. <laughs> um, so, so, so there's a pitcher left out here. That guys, I'm surprised he's still there because I think he fits the bill perfectly of this shortened season where we're looking for the most impact on a per inning basis, right? I mean, I don't know. Show the cat out of the bag. I mean, it's not really much of a secret. He's a third name on the list. And he just went. So Sean just grabbed Tyler Glass now. And yeah, I mean, really, if we're talking about 
the best pitchers on an inning to inning basis, he has to be up there. Uh, I actually put a tweet on about him. He has like a dozen impactful stats that he was in the 98 percentile or better. If he's healthy, he is absolutely a beast. I like that. Nelson Cruz just went 73 overall. That's a, such a great yeah, value we had. I had just skewed him up. I'm like, what happened to Cruz? Where yeah, you Hoskins, he, he uh, Soroka, Ozuna. I've got a couple decisions here. I don't know how crazy. Oh, Vic, well, Victor. See, when I committed to VR, I got VR and Mondesi now. I don't need to worry about that. No, so, you don't. That right, Otani right, pick right, is right. actually great. Rob Brand. I've uh, got a sex couple pick. decisions I want. I think I'm going to... Yeah. Mm. All right. No, <laughs> not there yet. Okay, we're going to do this. This is a guy that got um, undervalued or you know became a deal when the injury happened. That is gone. I need more power. I'm going to go with Eugenio Suarez at 78. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I was eyeing that one. I'm hoping I have one other guy I'm hoping for because I really need some power. You know, I built a nice, a really nice balance of average. Who's your guy? Who's your guy, John? Yeah, because you're Who up next. Uh, I don't, oh, okay, well, Dusty, I think Dusty might have jumped me on that a little bit. I was hoping for Jorge Soler because I think the power is real. So I'm going to take Soler there. Oh, I think I. John! God damn it. Yes! Uh, yeah. I mean, I was looking at him too, so. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I don't want anyone here, you sons of bitches. Um, uh, you I'm are gonna up. double up. Gonna double up. <laughs> oh, you're going to do, do all the closers? The I'll, take Kirby. I'll take Kirby. I got Hater and Kirby now. I'm good. Mm. Get them close. You're coming back, now, Boggs. What, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, what I really want is Jorge Soler, but he's not there. Is he, John? Thanks yes. for all. Hey, listen, it made me feel like I made at least one good pick today. Uh, I'm a little. I want to ask you about this about the closers. Maybe we're a little bit different because maybe this is a strength in my own game. I always try and add saves mid-season, and I don't. I don't stress them that early. Do you find getting those two closers up front like really, really helps you out in a season long? You just don't have to worry about it, which is. Yeah. You know, I know it's it's not the best reason to do things, but uh, you know if you can. Just take a stat and put it on the back burner. And you don't have to go hunting and picking uh, yeah. in all your leagues, especially if you have a ton of leagues like yeah. we do. You know, yeah, it, and, it just, and I also uh, I moving stuff around a little easier. That's all. You know what I mean? I find like I have to waste picks on save sometimes. You know, trying to either get two guys from one bullpen or having a I don't know reach at straws at the end. So like I, I often find myself going back and forth on closers, and I normally don't want to pay for them. But in competitive leagues, by the time you get to the 12th round, a lot of them are gone. And then it's like, oh, I'm fully punting, and I don't like that idea either. The, the chase can be a bigger problem than it's worth. Uh, last couple picks, Castellanos, uh, Marcus Simeon. Castellanos with 82, Simeon 83. Jeff McNeil, Frankie Montes, Trevor Bauer, Roberto Azuna. Bogman, you're up right now. What are you looking at? I'm, I'm going to take Tommy Pham, little power speed outfielder. Nice. Uh, goes John, all in a lot of guys. But. Yeah, I'm up. I, I need to identify, uh, you know, I, I need to address my power. And I also feel that first base is pretty thin. And I think this guy is the last of the great options. So give me Josh Bell as bad as I think the Pirates will be. That's pretty nice. Um, I am salivating here at fucking Luis Robert sitting here. So if Dusty yeah. takes him, I'm going to flip this goddamn table. <laughs> he took Liam Hendricks. Hendricks. 
You're welcome. See, I started. The I mean, listen, right. like the, w- with how the rookies have performed in short stints of seasons with, you know, like if you want to look at track record, you want to look at Alvarez, you want to look at Tatis Jr. You take a power speed combo guy in Luis Robert, who's going to be on a powerhouse White Sox team. And you give me value. This value didn't exist a month ago. So I don't understand why it's necessarily there outside of there's less time if he turns the opposite end. If he's struggling early on, there's less time for him to get it right. Track record for the rookies as of late has been on the opposite of the league trying to catch up. So, you know, I'm losing my mind here. If it's my first outfielder and to get Lou Bob <laughs> at 91, that's stupid. That's stupid. Now, Chris, sure. you're, you're a specialist, right? You're a prospect guy. So when prospect guys make prospect moves, I tend to pay attention. Um, Man, I feel like... Like, is he really better than Ramon Laureano? I, I just kind of on the fly. You know, no. He's a guy. No, no, no. He's oh. not better than Ramon Laureano, but he has more offensive upside than Ramon Laureano, and that's why I go and make the move. Does he have uh, Does he have 2020 in him? I, I think that's a... Um, I think that's a floor for Luis Robert. So if you want to play it safe and know what you're getting in Loriano with maybe a better batting average, you go with him. But Robert just pulled off a 30, like a 35, 30 season in the minor leagues. And he's on one of the best offensive rosters out there right now. So he's, he's worth the risk, but I agree. I'm a total Ramon Loriano guy. All right. So, so, so here's my, my counter. It's not so much a counter is what I want to pick your brain on is this is through this new process of shortening the season and how we're reevaluating guys. I think I found myself a little more bearish on rookies, you know, because of the ability, you know, like, let's look at Eloy. Eloy, I stuck that one in there too. Um, <laughs> right, he struggled. And then, but God by the time he had Welsh. three... Yeah. But by the Jose time Abreu. Eloy... Right, but by the time Jimenez had 300 plate appearances, he looked great. And by the time he finished, oh, I'm going to go with who I was talking about. I need a little bit of balance. I'm going to go with Loriano here. Yeah, um, I queued him up. But, but dude... So, so Welsh, do you worry about the like the maturation process with guys, especially like Robert, that's had some issues with striking out? Yeah, well, no. So, like I was saying before, I want to put in that I think it's important to 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 note what rookies have been and how they've been adjusting as of late. I think that's a relatively important factor in it, though you can't you can't blanket statement these guys. But we've seen Tatis Jr. and we saw Alvarez, and we just saw them absolutely dominate the league. The league not be able to catch up on it. I think. I think Luis Roberts strikeout issues are a little bit overblown than people realize. He also can take walks. I've seen him take walks. Um, He was aggressive in 2017. He got a lot less aggressive in 2019 and there's a lot of protection in the lineup. You know, this isn't a situation like the Loreano is one of the best offensive weapons in the A's. Lou Bob's like the, the eighth. You know, it's seventh. Yeah. So I think he's but put into a good there? spot. He's probably batting ninth, right? No, he's probably going to bat seventh, Um, but he could end up moving up. I think it's just worth the risk. He's got pure yeah. raw power. He's aggressive on the base paths. He can hit for some average. He's not as aggressive as everybody thinks. And he's been working with those guys for a while. Him and Moncada and Eloy, you've got Grandal in there. There's so much protection across the board. I took Jose Abreu at 102. I think it's right. it's um at 61, it's not worth the risk when oh, compared. Sad. It's not savage, compared when savage. when you compare him to uh, Loriano, but at 91, it's an absolute no-brainer on the upside. So we had uh, last couple picks, Moustakis, Tim Anderson, Eduardo Escobar. You were pissed about Schwarber, then Bogman. Yeah. You took Gary Sanchez, and John, you're up. Yeah, I need an outfielder, and I also need power. I couldn't get Schwarber, so I'm going to go with the Franimal. You, you know, he kind of fucking checks asshole. Yeah. You piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> yeah, I went Gary Sanchez. Look, we're post-pick 100. 
He offers all kinds of homer upside. So now my roster looks like Sanchez, a catcher. Then I've got Goldie at first, Marte at second, Soto and Fam in the outfield with Walker Bueller, Yu Darvish, Jesus Lazardo as my starters, Hader and Yates as my closers. You guys are garbage for that Fran Mill. I- I'm going to have to do the inverse. <laughs> you know what? With Fran Mill and Schwarber going, it's an obvious one here. I only have one outfielder. Yeah. I'm going to take Kepler. number two. It's Max Kepler. Easy at 115. Yeah, yeah. I love he's not getting enough love in my opinion. no he's not he and and i mean i think that 35 home run power it was a little overblown that it's not repeatable but again you throw, throw me into a shorter season i'm in yeah fair enough i mean listen he is going to lead off for i'm not sure if anybody is even disputing the twins are the best offense including the yankees you know you're talking to man you're talking about 125 run ceiling you already mentioned 35 Bombs was the upside. Okay, so maybe what? Can he give you twenty seven? That seems fair. That seems like a like a pretty conservative benchmark, even so. I don't know why he's going so late. I think maybe he's boring to some people. I think he's boring. I think uh, repeatability is the big. Uh, people fall into repeatability a whole lot. Um, all right. So the last couple of picks we had: Paul DeYoung, Andrew Benintendi, Paxton, Giles at one twenty one, and Miguel Sano at one twenty two. So I'm a couple picks away. I got a couple guys in the queue here that I'm. Tr- I'm trying to battle. You know, the middle line closer situation is really, really fascinating to me right now. Well, there were some questionable guys, but you take a shortened season on a good team. Like I'm specifically talking about a guy like Craig Kimbrell, like a guy like Craig Kimbrell on a Cubs team. That's going to go balls to the wall, all in shortened season. I don't know. I I feel like Kimbrell can, I feel like, you know, less of a workload as far as save opportunities. I feel like he's going to thrive a little bit more. And I'm not saying I'm going with him here, but I feel like some of those middle line closers are actually a little bit better value than uh, as previously thought. They could stay a little safer for sure, uh, because you don't want to go to someone. You know, you don't want to rip the confidence away and then give it to someone else. And they suck, too. Exactly. So. Um, you know, I think I'm going to jump back. in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump back into the pitching market and I'm going to get my fourth pitcher. And it feels pretty uh, good that your fourth pitcher could be Zach me. Gallen. Suck it. I knew it. Yeah, you know, well, you know, it serves me right for rooting for Diamondbacks. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Zach. How, as, as Arizona fans, how appalled were you guys at that preseason nonsense that he has to work for a rotation? Well, it's, it was like, it was it was bull crap. It was bullshit. It's just eye rolling. Like it's not even it's not even offensive. It's just eye rolling. No, it's just it's just yeah, it's God nonsense. Damn, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez okay, right before. So, all right, I'm back, man. My the two pitchers that I had queued up as perfect values here in Lynn. And Gallon are both now gone. I don't really like any of the closers. I'm falling into that punt position again. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with a little more balance. I think I'm going to solidify my speed here. Oh. And I'm going to go with my boy Oscar Mercado. Mm, yeah. Had him on the queue, too. The only <laughs> fucking guy I had on my queue, John. You said yeah, well, a bitch. Listen, maybe great minds are thinking alike, right? Bogman, you're uh, up. What are you going to do? I don't fuck. I love this I got squad. No this a, I have a first place squad right now. This is a first play squad. Uh, I'll take Carrasco. Carrasco's not bad. That's all right. It's no, a, it's... Not bad. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Did, did you get any good news on the knee yet? Because I know that that came, uh, that was the most recent issue with him. He was out he there. The best thing I can report is uh, the last day before baseball shut down, I was over at uh, the Indians complex. And I saw both Carrasco and uh, Mike Clevenger at the time. Clevenger was doing stretches. And um, Carrasco had his family there. 
He was uh, doing full gym work, full bench, full press, oh, walking nice. around. He looked okay. great. So Clevenger and Carrasco both actually looked really solid. And this was like March 11th. So I could report back on that. And it's been five, six weeks. I'd feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I'm cheering for him now. You know, I'm cheering for him. Uh, let's see. We Last couple picks. Uh, you had the Carrasco one. Craig Kimbrell went right after, which is lame. Uh, Robbie Ray and then Matthew Boyd to Barrow, which, you know, Boyd is <laughs> changed for me because... I don't. I presume there's going to be no trade deadline, and his value in my eyes was the midseason trade to a contender, and that's off the table now. So I'm not as interested in Boyd as I was in the preseason now. So I don't love that. Um, I do. I do think it's funny else. that uh, Savage Robert, who's a Tigers fan, picks right after Barrow, uh, or a couple spots after Barrow, said, "I truly hate you, Barrow." When yeah. He took Matt. Yeah, we had uh, Rysel Iglesias, Hector Neris. So it looks like we got a little mini, uh, yeah, you know, the right. middle line closer run going on. And, you know, John, you were See, saying this is what happens to me every time is what I was talking. Yeah, you're, you're looking into the punt area and I'm probably I'm probably getting in that as well. I just got caught. Yeah, I, I did just kind of get caught because I was fall, hoping to fall back on either on Neris. And, and man, oh, this is so bad. Oh, it looks like I'm going to have to pump back again. Because, you know, I did go up top with all that pitching, and the Grom, Flaherty, Castillo is very strong. I'm going to add the four now in Kenta Maeda. You know, I love the context. And I think, you know, him also, right, he kind of had some contract issues. People were worried if they were going to let him go all the distance. And now that should be off the table, right? So, I mean, yeah. Maeda should get a full run. They actually like that And he one. gets the Tigers. He gets plenty of Tigers and Royals. Uh, Yasmany Grandal Man, just closing went. is such a tough situation Oh boy! I What's am... it going to be Welsh? I took I took K. Riss Davis by the way for my util spot. Oh, okay, I completely I missed. I love that. Well, so, in, just in general, this goes back to what we've seen before. Are the A's just boring? Like, do people now not like the Oakland Athletics? No, I don't think they're boring. But what, Welsh, what are you doing? I'm going to go Corey Seager. I'm going to go Corey like, Seager oh, at one thirty. Oh, Corey Seager! Yeah, go Oh. A little bit of Dodger. I might actually come back. You know, the guy I was contemplating, I don't know if he makes it back here, but um, I was really thinking about Justin Turner. Justin Turner fits my team a little bit better as far as need of bouncing back on batting average. Because I will tell you, I mean, something I may just need to commit to when I'm looking at my team, I am currently a punt batting average team. Like I've got high-end power guys and Alvarez, Kepler. I got Eugenio Suarez. I ended up drafting Jose Abreu. I've got big time speed guys. On this team, I've got good pitching, but my batting average is struggling. So I need to make a decision. Do I lean into it or do I try to counteract it a little bit? And I have not decided. I'm most likely not going to be able to counteract it enough, even with Justin Turner. Um, But boy, the talent is starting to dissipate. We are coming off of so many good values that... Like in the famous <laughs> words of uh, the the blonde chick, I can't even think of her name in Ozarks. I don't know <laughs> shit about fuck. I don't know shit about fuck. Uh, I'm so happy I don't have to be these today. What's this her name? Amazing. What's her name? Uh, Ruth. Ruth. Yeah. Famous, Ruthie. Yeah. Ruthie. I don't know sh- shit about fuck. I don't know shit about fuck. All I know is about my daddy. My daddy. <laughs> She's in, oh, uh, you know, it's going to really mess you up. She's in that new Netflix uh, Waco show, and she doesn't talk like that. And I was just like, no, this is. <laughs> I need You're you up to. Again. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I need you Good. to get back to talking how I know how you talk. Okay. All right. Give me a second um, here. There's, I mean, there's a couple okay picks. 
Only a couple, though. Neither one of you sons of bitches take my guy. That's uh, all. I'm I actually, I think I know exactly who your guy is, and I'm almost I, tempted to take. Know, don't do that. Come on. Uh, well, oh, I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna take Willie Calhoun at 150. I ah, that's my boy. Yeah, love that my, pick, my man. boy too. I but, love that pick, John. I what, he's been forgotten also. People just kind of dropped him in rankings. Where well, the last time we saw him, he was hurt. But you're up again, John. What's it gonna be? Yeah, I, I have to make the first pick that I hate. Which I hate doing that, but I need a closer. The Red Sox are going to win some games, right? I'll take Workman and his 25 walks per nine. I Bogman, guess. before you pick, I think you want Elvis Andrus. Well, uh, you are a oh! one. Yep. Correct. That's exactly who I wanted. Exactly. So. I know. Yeah, I, because I wanted the speed earlier when John took Mercado, right? So I kind of got yeah. stuck uh, picking there, and I wound up taking Carrasco. Then with my next pick, I went Karis Davis. So I had power. So I wanted to come back and fill that speed well. And Elvis Andrus, luckily, still sitting out there for me. Good. Pick 153. I think that's good value. 154. So. Good yeah. pick by uh, Savage Robert. I think Lance McCullers. His that's one of those guys' value who is really adjusted into this shorter period of time. And then Danny Santana at 155. So like the the curious guys that are still out there, maybe for people. Um, well, there goes Justin Turner, so not him anymore. But uh, Jorge Polanco is still sitting out there. David Dahl is taking quite a fall right now. I'm just looking through if there's any other really – I guess there's really no, no other surprising names that shouldn't have fallen. I mean, obviously, we're not going to be drafting Trey Mancini, unfortunately, uh, with his stage, horrible stage three cancer he's battling. So that, that answered the questions we all kind of had of, like, what was this season going to look like? But, boy, let me tell you how bad bad closers are right now you guys have made closers <laughs> bad um man i i'm having a tough time deciding here i think i'm just gonna you know swing for the fences a little bit here shortened season uh hopefully it gets going pretty quick and double tap that speed byron buxton i was looking at buxton. yeah i like that i was kind of i was looking at a bit let's see uh yeah i'm a little stuck here i've got a couple different directions i can go uh, man, it's only, you know, it's only one catcher. So here I would normally be filling in my first catcher. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a little bit of flexibility. A guy I liked a lot, and I'm surprised he's not gone. I'm going to go with J.D. Davis. Yeah, you know, I think especially, you know, we haven't talked about if they if they institute a universal DH, there's a, a handful of guys that now are definitely going to get a bump that had question marks. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one thing I love, and I'm up here. I would have loved if they would have... Um given us any information on like, I figured under some yeah. of these plans, the universal DH would have to happen, but now we're getting into a lot more flux of like where we're at with, uh, you know, three different leagues and everything like that, that I don't think there's any guarantee. I am stuck here guys on <laughs> what I want to do. So I am going to jump into the closer market and take Alex Colome. Nice. I, you, that that's not bad. Nah, it's earlier than right I want, here. though. It's Who, not. A do good you thing. have? Is that your second guy? That's my first. Your first. Okay. Yeah. Not good. I saw Shady Pants already went. So yeah. Well, dude, all of them. Right. Like Nick Anderson was someone I wanted to draft, but um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he went uh, one forty seven. So the close. He went after Shady Pants. Well, so so you've seen that's maybe a little <laughs> bit of adjustment that's happened here. Is the closers <laughs> the closer value in the shortened season? has adjusted. They're all going higher than we're used to. I think that pick right there is pretty solid. Mitch Garver at pick. Uh, what the hell are we at now? Well, 166. I mean, Wilson Contreras is still out there, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the catchers are pretty good. I just, you know, 
Uh, I think they they fell after Real Muto. I, I took Gary Sanchez at 112. So I apologize for sounding like Larry King there. Just I was now, about so. to say, <laughs> Mark, Walt, 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 what happened Walt, to you there? <laughs> I got caught between like Real Muto and Real Muto. So I totally just tripped over it. That was, that was what happened. That was a great moment. That made me very, very happy, actually. And you're happy I'm almost not at a stroke level. Well, so. I mean, I got to get it where I can. Jorge Polanco went 167. Tanaka, Andrew McCutcheon, and Carlos Martinez at 170. Kutch is kind of an interesting one, uh, given the you know the time off. He, I guess he was really in question or of even draftability for this coming season. And then now with the layoff, you know, he, he probably is going to be good to go. Yeah, yeah, probably, and um, that that's a sneaky good pick. Some of these are are pretty sneaky here. The Odorizzi I thought was good by Michael R as well. So, but you're up in one pick, Welsh. What's it gonna be? No, I'm looking here. I got one lame closer. I invested in four great starting pitchers. I've got a couple outfield spots. I mean, I'm not that big into the catchers as well, but Wilson Contreras is kind of a tier difference. I mean, Salvador Perez is out there too. I don't know why those guys are still sitting out there. Um, Joe Jimenez just went ahead of you. Yeah, that worries yeah. me a little bit. You know, so I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm specifically drafting okay closers from good teams, and I'm gonna make sure I get Hansel Robles. So I just got another. Ah. <laughs> good team closer and then i i know something i want to do when i'm coming back here but john were you uh hoping to get in on the closers yeah i just i just made an entire list of garbage closers that i hate and that cue is now gone <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean because yeah. it, it went Doolittle, jimenez uh robles i'm gonna go with the let i mean probably when i might be the very, very last guy in leclerc who man i re, you know i really hate taking garbage closers that don't even have a great backup like, you know, going for, like, Jolie Rodriguez. He, I don't even think he's draftable in this format. But, yeah, I'm going to go with LeClerc, and hopefully I get some wins from the new Texas team, I guess. Bogman, I'm going to go back to the A's well. Yeah. Sean Manaya for me, adding that's him to one. my uh, rotation. Now, that, that's an interesting pick because how did you separate him from the other A's, you know, that kind of have the same thing? Like, they can be really good in a short set. Like, I thought maybe Puck would go before Manaya. Yeah, but Puck really? is still really in question, though, because um, there goes Contreras at 179. Because right before the season started, the A's had said, like, we're not, like, we're sent, like, uh, theoretically, they were going to send him down. I shouldn't say they said that, but they said they want him to get starter innings this season. That was the comment. And they didn't have a spot for him in the rotation, yep. so that would put him down to the minors. Things are way in question now. So, do they go to a six-man rotation and he has a spot? Do they say screw it and put him over somebody else? You know, like there's still, I think there's still questions with AJ Puck that they may have reevaluate reevaluated him and put him into the bullpen. So that that's why I think there's a little bit of question with him where there isn't with like Julio Urias or uh, Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, no, it makes definitely makes sense. I I just you know every draft room is different, right? Some people are going to be chasing that guy that could you know. As far as like K per nine goes, he could be as good as anybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. There goes Brian Reynolds. Bogman, you're up. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to like this one. Mm -mm. What do you got? Yeah, pick ah. 184. Ah. Yasiel Puig. That's a good one. Yeah. Do, I, yeah. I guess, listen, if he gets a full time job, he's a total steal right here. Even in the. Yeah. Well, I was going to say San Francisco, and it looks like it wouldn't be in San Fran if he signed there. Um, all, right. all right. I'm going to beef up what I also feel is very shallow at the end. And you know what? I have to shift J.D. Davis to my outfield 
because I'm going to get another New Yorker. I'm going to go with big beefy Luke Voigt, who uh, I've tweeted about quite a bit. And if you break his season into pre and post injury, similar to who you drafted, Bobby, with Karis Davis, you know, you have power hitters that had a complete break in statistical production after an injury. So, like, if they're healthy, I think they're going to be fine. There, and there's a couple yeah, things. Like Hold on. I'm up. I've got a Puig comment here. Oh, which direction do I want to go? Where do <laughs> I want to go? Um, I feel like this guy is just a value right now, and I'm not, and I don't even particularly love him, but I'm going to go with Lourdes Gurriel, who, uh, I, what is this pick? 187, little power speed combo type of guy. Ooh, I got Justin W. mad. He, he effed me in the A. He said, <laughs> F you, well. That's Brandon. Oh, okay, Brandon. <laughs> uh, the one thing I wanted to point out about Puig, which is even more interesting, is most people know he's on the precipice, at least as rumors say, that he's about to sign a deal with the uh, San Francisco Giants. But you come in and let's assume that he's playing in Arizona for a period of time. That giant stadium is very hitter friendly. It is not yeah. a um, it is not a mirror of what the ballpark like is it like in San Francisco. So if the ball's flying a little bit more and a little bit more hitter friendly dimensions that I've seen as far as some of the batters, Puig could have a really good start to the season, and that's all that it takes. So that's actually kind of a steal of a pick for you. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I mean, I don't know if he's going to sign with San Francisco. He's been kind of bipolar as far as that yeah. goes. Where you know, oh, I want more money because, you know, the Cubans are going to expect me to hit. And then it seemed like San Francisco was inevitable. But now that's kind of in question as well. I don't know where he's going to sign, but I feel like, you know, if we get the season starting in July, he'll sign with someone before then. Yeah, you know what my speculation is? I'm speculating that they might have told him the second that we know that we need a DH, sign the paperwork. You know what I mean? Because that's even the teams, I think, are unsure. And like I mentioned, universal a universal DH is going to open up 15 jobs. Maybe not 15, you know, as being theoretical, one for every team, but maybe half of them or nine of 15 teams will now need a DH. You know, it is another interesting thing like we've talked about here, and you can definitely see this a part of a 100-game projected season. And what we're looking at is the rookies. Uh, people are kind of all with us, I think, on the on board, guys, is like the rookies are just not worth the squeeze. We're at almost pick 200. No Joe Adele. We, ah, damn it. Scott Kingery just went. No puck. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't seen no Dylan Cart. Like, no one has messed around. No one's betting on. Here's an even better way to say it. A, I think people are worried about it. I know I'm up. And then B, I think people are just not messing around whatsoever. Now, this is going to be a very off-brand pick for me here. Uh, this is going to be my fifth pitcher, but on a shortened season, I think this could play a little bit better. I'm going to go with Josh James with the Houston yeah, Astros. Nice. Not usually my brand, but but just getting back to the point is like not only do you have not people you don't have people reaching on them, but you the the speculation is just further, further down for anybody to want to get in on the rookies at like a heavy degree. So I think that's just gonna be a symptom of um of this new setup. And the only difference could be like one rookie specifically, uh Alec Verduga, it's such a good pick, John. I had him in my queue. And then there's Hunter Dozier by Bogman. One rookie that could be particularly interesting who doesn't have any path to playing time, but if a season set up would be a guy like Alec Baum, because if they put a universal DH yeah. in Alec Baum could immediately come in and be their DH would be an impactful wow. guy. He just signed a contract. He just signed with the Boris agency. So, you know, there's a setup happening. I even wonder if there's been conversations, if a DH is in place, if Baum could have immediate time. So he might be a guy that's worth it where some of these others like, um, you know, Joe Adele, 
there's not a, a clear path of playing time for them, and I think they still want him to work on some stuff and a few of these others. Maybe even I mean Dylan Carlson maybe could jump into it, but Bomb specifically. So sorry, that was a whole bunch of stuff there. No, no, that's great information to have. Yeah, I took third base is actually getting a little stingy at this point. I don't know if you guys have looked at like it. If you have your starting third base, I got but mine. Yeah, now. I mean, Yandy Diaz is still out there who I like, but it's Gio Urshela, Kyle Seeger, Bertie, Satsugo, David Fletcher, guys like that that were left. So I felt like Dozier was kind of the last guy that could pro- provide me some power and still plays third and qualifies in the outfield, too, if I need it. And now I'm going to do, uh, you know, kind of another tricky shortened season deal here. I'm going to grab John Gray from Colorado, who should be pitching a majority of the season in Arizona, if that's the plan. And um, Arizona, while not really pitcher friendly, is much better than Coors. So, well, I'm going to back you up with Adrian Hauser, guy I love on a per inning basis. And man, my rotation's coming along lovely. If Hauser's your number seven, I'm feeling very strong about this team. There is a there is some there's some sneaky value that's still sitting out there. We're now back into the sneaky territory. Sneaky, you yeah. underestimate the uh, sneaky. And I don't know what level of sneaky I want to get right now. I'm going to do sneaky. this one because I think a DH could uh, big time help. And I'm going to take the risk here. I'm going to go with Aristides Aquino at 211. Oh, didn't love. Um, and I'm doing this. This is a more DH speculative ad, by the way, because if they get back to things normal, ugh, it's a little bit more dicey because Sinzel <laughs> didn't get traded. Universal DH really, really will help Aristides Aquino. So I'm just making that bet. And I'm doing it, and I'm throwing in why I'm doing it here, because in a 12-man of where we are right now, there's a lot of offensive value that's still sitting on the board because people don't want to take some chances and there's Ah. some chalk plays. So that's why I think Aquino makes a lot of sense past that 200. Uh, Sensu Chu, that's who you wanted? Yeah, I mean, Chu is a guy that I take in almost every draft, so I'm kind of surprised to see him go. Didi was the other guy I have in my Mm. queue. I only have one other player in my queue, you sons of bitches. Wow, they're just playing through. Will Smith, Kyle Tucker, yee. Uh, you're up again, Welsh. What's it going to be here? You know who I would love is I would love oh. to take Miguel and who are, uh, but I just, I can't sit around. First off, I have, um, I have stupid Alvarez there, but I can't sit around and something we've talked about, which <laughs> makes this season even more of a problem. I can't sit around waiting for position eligibility. Like he might get yeah. two or three different spots, but he might play left field for 10 games first for another. It might take half the season for him to get position eligibility. So he's a waste of a pick at that utility spot. So he just doesn't make any sense right now. So suck it. That's a really good point. It sucks. So who's it going to be? Who's it going to be then? You're up right know. now. I don't know. Who's it going to be? How's it going to be? Um, all these players are stupid. Oh, that guy's not so stupid. Uh-huh. There's oh. a not so dumb one. Well, that one. Um, TikTok. Are we gonna do? We have a TikTok. Um, it's not a TikTok. You're a TikTok. You're gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Just get this over. Salvador Perez is a really good deal right now. So okay, big uh, offensive Swipe. power stuff. All right, John. Don't Swipe take my guy. Side. You're up well, right after I, Dusty here. Dusty didn't take him, so now you don't take my guy. I know who Bogman's guy is. Yes, you do. I don't think I'm going to. Man, I wanted a catcher, but Perez was the last guy I really liked. Yeah, exactly. And now I feel like I'm kind of back. I feel like I'm backpedaling, and I really hate that. I really hate that feeling. Um, all right, I guess you know what? I don't want to wait another. I don't want to wait another round for for my catcher. So it was good. Uh, all right, how about Omar Nevis? I guess he's he's like a he's like a catcher one. You know, I think he should be really good. 
You know, yeah. he has every chance to finish as like a top six or seven catcher, I think. Bogman, is your guy a middle infielder? It is. Is it Colton Who Wong? Is it? It's Colton Wong. God, I know Come Bogman. I know Bogman better than he knows himself as far as drafting goes. I'm telling you. Yeah. We Mike. like all the same guys. Yeah. I was hoping he was going to swing back me, and I see Castro went as well. I was hoping either Stalin Castro or uh, or Colt Wong were going to make it back to me on my twentieth round. I was happen. look. I was looking at uh, Wong, dude. I was absolutely looking at him at the at Alvarez pick. So, Bogman, you you're coming back around. Point. What are your needs? Uh, I'm going to say I don't have many needs. I need uh, another outfielder. I need a corner infielder, but I think I'm going to just take a risk on Brandon Kinsler, another late closer round 20 here. Um, cause I have the front end already covered in hater and Yates. So I'll snap up Kinsler and see if he can't get a couple saves for the Marlins too. Okay. I hope he goes. Yeah. Right I th- that, that bullpen's going to be, is going to be interesting to watch because when they brought in static, I really thought it was, I really thought it was his. And actually, somebody people have overlooked is uh, Urania. Jose Urania actually had a couple saves last year looking good. All right, my middle infielder did fall. It's Cesar Hernandez. Oh, and I think he's going to be very good. For yeah, I think he's going to be very good for the tribe. I'm actually looking forward to You know, I don't think he's going to be great, but I think you're going to get a lot of fill-ins in, you know, in all the categories, right? He's going to play every day, and it's a pretty good lineup. Mm, I am coming up here, and I'm not. I think you upset Welsh with that one. He he's been a no, big, no. Big... I I didn't have a spot. I didn't have a spot for him offensively. I filled out pretty strong. Um, I've got a couple. I've got two closers. I've got five starting pitchers, and I've got one hitting spot available. So I actually feel pretty good about it. So I, I'm trying to determine the level of like risk reward I want to start playing here. And there's a guy I want, but I want to see if he'll fall a little bit because this is just a good value and this will fill out my hitting. And I've got some monster speed guys, so there's no harm in taking monster power. Give me CJ Cron. CJ Cron at pick 235 in this landscape. That dude can go off for 15 homers in a month. And then um, I'm just trying, you know, I've got a lot of risk in my pitching um, right now, which. You know, we're going to I'm guessing Dusty will probably run the projection projections for us over on Fantasy Pros right after since he's in here. We'll get to take a little bit of a look at it. And it'll be interesting how much they've adjusted that I do have. To, the only thing I think is going to be my big crutch is accounting for some of the risk I've inherited with like Verlander and Snell. And I kind of want to inherit more. <laughs> I want to take on some more <laughs> just for value. And that was the fucking guy that I wanted. Michael Kopech, ah. Sean, you piece of crap. God damn it. Well, no, I don't care. Anything I said, who cares? Evan so. White, damn it. Yeah, Jesus, I need a CI pretty bad here. Listen, I have to try and curse at my listeners more often, I think. You should. I'm not doing it nearly enough. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> you, it's like it's bad. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, most like of the, it, it, it makes no sound worse wrong, now. Really I bet it sounds worse for you now, John, because it's unedited, you know, and it will be for everybody else, too. So That's right. Um, all right. I am up, and it's I'm going to go with this here. guy right here. I'm going to go with uh, Sandy Alcantara. He's kind of a chalk play yeah, for me at all times. Yeah, that's the Eno guy, man. Eno, Eno boosted that guy's ADP like 100 picks all by himself, man. The Welsh guy, but yeah. The, when the important people start talking about him, then they start going up. So, <laughs> oh, Shogo oh, Akiyama time. Oh, there goes uh, my return invite. <laughs> okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. There goes that one. Um, Man, I could probably use another pitcher here. Um, All right. I think I'm going to go with Disco. Uh, Descofani on the on the Reds. Let me see if I get this in in time. Five seconds. You got it. Got him. You know, a friend of mine, Mike Curland at uh, 
Bases Loaded Network actually did a really good article for Tim at Fantrax, I think, on Discofani. And, you know, there's a lot to like there at the price. Yeah, Sleepy K. Sleepy K doing the stuff. So, um, Bogman, you're coming up here. What uh, What's the hole on your team right now? I took Renato Nunez with my last pick. I, I was screaming about a CI. I really needed one, so I got some more power. Um, I have one outfield spot, and I believe the rest is just, yeah, all bench spots. So um, uh, my my outfield spot here, I'm looking at Mazzara, possibly. I think uh, that this is a pretty good spot for him fairly late. Uh, outside of that, there's just not even outfield. I feel like it's getting a little bit ugly right now. So I think that's going to be my guy. I think there's, yeah, there's, yeah, de- there's, there's some plays later, but yeah, I mean, there's depthy uh, plays kind of across the board here. Uh, we come up with speculative uh, relief pitching ads by Barrow there. That's interesting. Seth Lugo and Ryan Presley kind of going with the top next guys. Um, you know, John, what's your take real quick on, because Bogman's coming up here, what's your take real quick on what the closer carousel situation is going to look like? Do you think you're going to see more teams enact multiple closers, or do you think they're going to stick with one guy even more than usual? Well, I think the top of the answer is that trend will continue. You know, Alex Fast did some great work on that, and it's been trending that way. So I usually, when I trade, the trend is your friend. So I'm expecting, you know, there's only maybe five or six guys that I feel like are really, really solid on an every opportunity basis. Okay. That's a good, you're up again. That. Yeah, you're up. Oh uh, man. All right. I forget, you know, 12 team leagues are so nice to get some depth. I'm going to go one of my favorite young players, uh, Austin Hayes on the Orioles, man. I almost feel like I need to fit him into my starting lineup, especially if he's going to lead off. Like they're saying, I, yeah, I like that thing. I think I'm going to, okay, yeah, I'm going to create a situation for myself because I did take Aristides Aquino with the with my fifth outfield spot because of the DH, but I'm going to create myself some leverage by also taking Nick Senzel because Nick Senzel is a good offensive, uh, uh, just a good offensive kind of utility type player anyways. And at 259, I've now created myself where I have an outfield spot in Cincinnati for my five spot to go along yeah. with Kepler, Robert, Calhoun, and Guriel. You know, I always want to do that, um, you know, an investment in like I own this spot. But you know, for this, I think I can do it because I think there's high talent there as well. And I got to tell you, there are some really good bets on pitchers coming back here. Specifically, too, I'm just going to name them uh, because people are going to be wondering. But we're in round 22 and we are closing in on the 300 range and we've got McKenzie Gore and we've got Nate Pearson still sitting out there. And I know there's a worry of rookies, but there's also a worry of development with pitchers and how much are they going to be able to get in? The one thing outside, I think position rookies are riskier right now where pitching, if these guys can't get the proper work in and they were already close to the majors and working with the teams, why wouldn't teams give them opportunity this year to make sure that their development furthers? What worst thing can you do for a pitching prospect than get them away from throwing for long periods of time? God damn it, Garrett Richards just went. So I actually think Nate Pearson and McKenzie Gore have a better opportunity to produce this year. So I'm hinting that they shouldn't still be out there and I'm going to take one. Which one is it going to be? I'm going to take McKenzie Gore. Yeah, I figured. Now, I, I was hearing that, um, you know, they were talking about service time, and if you play a game, it's going to count for a whole year. So does that kind of deter you from going after the youngsters where, particularly for Pearson, who I think is excellent, I'm not sure the Jays who might not compete are going to 
want to waste that year. I think that's what I'm worried about. No, I don't think so because I, I think what um, I think what you have to consider is if the team was going to bring them up at all and they were going to activate the clock in any capacity. Like they are going to have to weigh. Do we um, if, if it's one inning? If they pitch one inning or throw one ball at the major league level, they're going to accrue service the service time for this year, and you know you're going to start activating stuff. Are they going to sacrifice that money movement for development? And I don't think they will do that. And also, you know, there's a lot of money being saved across the board. They're agreeing to cut minor league teams. The pay Back is going to be. Yeah, it's. I, I just think that the, those rookie pitchers that are close, I think they're a better bet than oh, they no. ever were before. Um, John took Justice Sheffield. Bogman, you took. Well, I have on every single team. Every single team. I wonder if I'm a Yankee homer. I'm a, I know I'm a Yankee homer, but I wonder if that was part of it. I started digging into my found a ton of stuff that I loved about Sheffield, and I think he's going to get the rock every five days. Like I really think he's my guy this year that I think can step into that. You know, again, I don't make wild predictions. That I think it finish as a top 65 starting pitcher, let's say. You I know? see that. Yeah, I mean, he's got the swagger. I, I was able to catch him a couple times over on the backfields over here at Peoria, which is uh, close to where I'm at. And, you know, you want to talk about, like, the demeanor of um, a guy who acts like an ace, and it's definitely Sheffield out there. You know, he, he's got that, what, him and Justice, uh, Justin Dunn and um, – you know, Kikuchi had a little bit, you know, little slide back, but was having a really good spring. They're actually, I think they're a sneaky little like rotation where you can get some value out of kind of across the board. Oh man, did I just find a stupid value, but I can't say it because you two assholes are in front of me. So Bogman, what are you doing? <laughs> um, well, I've, we haven't filled out the full bench yet, so I'm kind of liking this uh, because I was so late to the game on getting my CI filled with Nunez. I'm just going to back him up with Miguel Cabrera, who is having a really good I, spring training I anyway. So him up. I, he's not is the it, guy. I would, the guy you, no, he okay. wasn't the guy I got all uh, ginned up about, but I did see him right after and I queued him. Oh, up. I'm super excited to get my first share, even if it's a mock in Nick Madrigal. You know, I like you that. Yeah, I like that yeah, one too. A little bit of speed, maybe you know. I've heard some people think they they think he might crack the opening day roster. Yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, I agree. I'm the biggest Nick Madrigal guy. There's so many people that are anti Nick Madrigal. I think he's an absolute dude, and he's going to surprise people. But uh, Larry Garcia, we he was having a really good spring. Bogman, and I saw him. He was doing stuff left and right, and I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a question. So the guy that I got excited about that I'm very shocked is still sitting out there. Uh, this is, I guess I'm investing pretty heavy uh, on my bench for outfielders, but Trent Grisham with the San Diego Padres, uh, power, speed. He, he shouldn't be at, he shouldn't be 280s. People, I think, forgot the hype. He was going around the 200 range when you were closing in on drafts last uh, last month. So that is a huge, huge deal. He had a monster oh, season. Son of a bitch. Took Jeff Samarja on I me. Mean, sorry, John. Didn't mean to. Right, no, no. Grisham went. 30 home runs. He had 95 ribbies and 95 runs, and I think 12 to 15 steals. I think let's even say it was a dozen. Why is he going into 300 range? It's a little weird. I think. I think people forgot room for him to play every day. But but see, this is kind of the point, and this is why we're getting into this exercise. That Carter Keboom pick at 287, I really like, and there goes Pearson Uh at 289. Um, yeah. I think this is part of why we're jumping into this exercise a little bit earlier than everybody's prepared for, because guess what? You're going to start jumping back in the mock draft data that you're going to see on sites is going to be kind of skewy and yeah. people, it's going to take people the time to catch up. So if you guys can get this in your brain and you can see some of the trends and some of the places you want to go, there goes Alec Baum at 291. Love it. 
that you can maybe um you can take advantage of this. And boy, did that come up quick on me. Holy crap. Um, Crazy. I need to make an adjustment really quick. <laughs> Holy crap. Because I wanted pitching, but I was sitting there talking and not ready for it. Uh, um, uh oh. Eight, I, seven, six, five. I'll go with four, this one, Stephen Matz. That's a that's a that's not bad. It's all right. That was a um a panic pick, pick there. Three hundred and what? No, two ninety four. I mean, two ninety four. Yeah. See right there. You, he's he's startable at home. He's very good at home. Yeah. Oh. So you know if you get a decent matchup, he's definitely workable. Yeah, that uh, was a trip plan right after. I, I, all right, I'm gonna go with a guy. I was touting this guy so early, and then he kind of caught a lot of helium. And uh, Aaron Savali from the Indians just has – he's like, a, this guy's impossible to barrel. So I don't have to rely on him to start. So as a bench player, I kind of like it, right? If he comes back up and shows he can maintain those skills, maybe I got something. I'm 100% with you on that one. It's just they optioned him before the season was getting ready to go, and that worried me about how they thought about him. I and mean, Maybe it was just a clerical type of thing. But I don't know. That one um, – that one bothered me a lot, so that was that was why I moved away from him. I would have taken him because I'm with you. I absolutely love the dude. Yeah, aren't they kind of a pitching factory? Cleveland's really like sneaky, sneaky has become this just that. The guys go in there and man, just get in front of the market on Indians pitchers. They're all really, really good. I don't know if it's a change in the development team or I just wasn't paying enough attention, but I almost want any Indian. They get they get the most out of their dudes, man. I mean, it's a yeah. they they got a lot of people in the organization um, that that is a main focus. You know, if anything else, the Indians have actually struggled fully developing the hitting prospects. I mean, the type of buzz that gets on you know the guys like uh, Rocchio and Valera, and they've got uh, Alfredi Planes this coming year. You know, the the hitting prospects get a lot of excitement, a lot of love, but they, they there seems to be a stall in their development where the pitching is on the other end. They seem to get every freaking ounce out of the guys, which is almost yeah. like old school Cardinals development. Oh, I like that cup. I like that a lot. Uh, Bogman, you're oh, up. Oh man, that's a tough decision here for me, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Domingo Santana here. I still, you know, I do have that Yasiel Puig, uh, pick as in my starting lineup. So I got to make sure I get someone for sure, just in case he does do the Craig Mish bit and, uh, sit out the, entire season so domingo santana at uh pick 304 i like as mike Yastrzemski uh to john that's a good pick i like that one and i had yeah, domingo at the top of my lead list. Off. yeah he's gonna lead off he should definitely get some counting stats he you know real nice improvement i think people are a little maybe trepidatious on the later breakouts you know he's 29 but I feel like we get that more and more now, where maybe the late breakout isn't even that rare anymore. Welsh mm -hmm. hates the late breakout. It, I it just, is known. I just have a hard time um, balancing them. That's no, no, no. it. Listen, it makes sense. Let's do you know, this. We're asking guys to do things they haven't done. No, let's do this. Whoops, 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 whoops. I didn't get it in. All right. So but I was gonna. I was considering that guy too. Dustin May. I went with Dustin May here. Nice. Similar, similar to the AJ Puck conversation where May. They want him to get full innings. Did they have a spot for him? They were going to send him down. And now I don't know if that's necessarily developmentally going to be the best place for them. You know, you might want to play Dustin May more over um, like an Alex Wood type of guy, you know, you or you may want to you may want to have a six man rotation for that. So yeah. uh, the back end of this, I'm kind of going young pitching it. God damn it. Kikuchi, that's I wanted 
wanted to get that guy that you were trying to get no it wasn't but what i wanted to do was i wanted to take uh the guy i'm looking at here spencer howard i don't want to go crazy with the young pitching and that's what's bothering me i wanted to go spencer howard who almost they had said might be in the spot for the fifth rotation at the end of uh, march i wanted him then i wanted kikuchi and then i was going to come back with dustin may well you got uh you're you're up here who's it going to be i'm going to take spencer if he's there I just put him in my goddamn queue. You son of a bitch. You can take him out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bastard. You can leave him there if you want for posterity. But Well, well to, to, to what you were saying, and I think all the points you made about the Dodgers are, are good, but I think even more so at this point in the draft, a guy like May, right? You always, like you mentioned, risk reward before and ceilings. If May gets the rock, he is an impactful pitcher without a doubt. Yeah. And you just, it's a hard, you know, it's hard to find that at this point in the draft. So I think that goes for Howard as well. You know, You're the up, Phillies, oh, okay, you know what? I got to pick between trash, trash or trash. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with a little Danny Duffy trash. I'm going to go, well, I was debating between go. if I wanted Kyle Gibson trash or Danny Duffy trash. I'm going to go with Danny Duffy trash. Get My that Burger King drive through DUI trash. Get it. <laughs> but now, like, uh, you, you can see definitely like my, um, how I'll probably treat some of these drafts, I, I think how I tackle this is probably how I would want to tackle this for, um, head on with a hundred game season. And some of these things in question, like this is not jumping to the end of the roster, but I went early pitching. I went heavy investment early. I got impact bats with values. And then I started taking my rookies post 200 and I got crazy upside values on guys like Dustin May and Spencer Howard and McKenzie Gore. And guess what? If they don't pan out, I'm still going to have the Rick Porcellos and John Lester's of the world that were there anyways in the Johnny Cueto's and you can stream. So I'd rather take the upside late with the pitching than do two crazy investments on uh, non-chalk players early. All the risks of uh, guys like, you know, Lou Bob and stuff, they were values. You know, I got I got yeah. a value on him. So this is the type of mixture I think you take under, you know, under this kind of a scrutinous season with the only question us not having is the DH, which is going to definitely, you know, play some values a little bit different. Uh, Bogman, you took Corey Dickerson. John took Dan like Duffy. That. We're into the last round here, and Bogman, oh, you're up. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take uh, some rookie upside, too. I mean, this uh, last there round anyway. So I'm just going to go ahead and take a flyer on Forrest Whitley oh my with God. my last pick. It wouldn't be a fantasy baseball draft if I did not draft Austin Voth, who I'm hope. Oh, yes, okay. I, uh, now, now, John, I had I like that pick because if Whitley had gone a pick ahead of me, I was taking Voth. Oh, so. I love Voth. Do you really think he's gonna he's gonna get sent down and not see the majors? People are talking about that. No, man. I th I, I think you're like, gonna see those expanded rosters like we've been talking okay. about to to I 29 right, or 30 for the majority of the season, and they're gonna be extra starters up for sure. Oh, and some of these the these younger guys too, I think, are gonna just get long looks. Yeah, I think if that's the case, I think he definitely has a spot, right? Because I feel like if he's yeah. not in on the roster, he's got to be right on the bubble. I mean, Joe Ross, the Nationals are coming off a title. They want to compete, and the division's very good. I mean, I don't know why they'd sit on him, but what do no, I I guess? Uh, last he won the title like six years ago, by the way. I took Nico to uh, finish out my draft here, so I'm I'm excited to see. I think what we'll do here is – you know, we'll do a light look like at our teams. We'll look at the projections, maybe pick another team to go through. I would suggest, as I always do, if you guys want to check out, you know, the full board and if there was any, if there was ever a time that the board looks 
even more enticing to look at, go over to our Patreon. It'll be a free post. You don't have to pay to do it. You just go in this league.com. It'll take you to our Patreon or patreon.com slash ITL army. And we'll post up these brand new mocks. You know, we've got the old ones that are there and then we'll have this new one. It'll be free for everybody to look at. And you can see the teams and the rounds and you can, and you can get your stuff all wrapped around and you can uh, see what these drafts look like. But John, let's start with your team here. Do a um, first rattle through your roster and then we can talk about any specifics. So go offense, just go catcher down. Okay, here, gotcha. Behind the dish, Omar Navias, then around the horn, Josh Bell, Ozzy Albies, Bo Bichette, and Yuan Moncada now with Luke Voigt and Cesar Hernandez as the CIMI, respectively. To the outfield, Jorge Soler, Ramon Laureano, Fran Mil Reyes, Oscar Mercado, J.D. Davis with a healthy Alex Verdugo at the UT. So I think that's a really good balance. Uh, to the pitchers, very heavy up top, Jacob DeGrom, Jack Flaherty, and Luis Castillo, three-headed monster. Um, Kenta Maeda, Adrian Hauser, Descalfani, and Justin Sheffield to bring up the back of the starters with Workman and LeClerc to shut the door, hopefully. Boy. I like I like this. I squad. like the yeah. construction across the board. I think um what's funny is is it might not have like some of the flash sometimes that we have because you went early pitching, but boy did you fill out every hole that need that infield is upside effing city. You've got stolen bases covered with Laureano, Mercado, Hernandez. So it's maybe not the elite of elite, but Bobichette, Moncada in there power wise. Bell, you've got Jorge Soler, Fran Mil Reyes, and then your starting pitchers are great. And we, we you and I essentially did the same formula of our uh, staffs with two middle end closers with high end pitchers here. I think this is just a, an immensely well constructed roster, and I, re- I really like it's, this team. Yeah, I draft so much. And what I always try and get across to people is I kind of work drafts backwards. And the reason I do so many drafts is just for that. When you start to identify all the players that can be had at the end, I try and have that kind of forge my decisions earlier on. Yeah. What do you think of this roster, Bogman? Is there is there a hole in there? I mean, you know, it falls off a little bit. Like, I'm not the biggest Voight guy on the planet. Uh, J.D. Davis is fine, but there's just good value across the board. It's uh, There's not that many holes. Maybe outside of, like, yeah, the fourth if, pitcher. If you're picking, it, yeah, it's closers. You know, uh, LaCroix yeah, yeah, and... Yeah. Workmen are they're both good and they're both going into the season with the job. Uh, so they should be safe, but they're just not, you know, uh, they're not super safe. I wouldn't feel uh, super like I got my closers and I'm good if I walked yeah. in with Workman and Leclerc. But everything else, like you said, you went pitching heavy at the top, getting DeGrom, Flaherty and Castillo. And then that affords you the luxury of waiting until the 12th round to take another starter. So and in the meantime, you really filled in that infield well, and you took those later uh, outfielders, not even later, but just later than some of your infielders. Um, and, and I thought you did a fantastic job filling this roster out. I really like this. What's squad. your favorite and least one. favorite pick, John? Uh, my least favorite pick are the other closers because part of me says, you know what? If I was going to punt, I should have just fully punted and I could have gotten even better bench depth and then focused on fab. Other than that, I really like it. You know, I, and it's not to boast or brag. I hope it doesn't come off that way. I just, I'm so prepared. I'm like hyper prepared for these. I look at these as like standardized tests. So I executed this the way that I wanted to, and I'm very happy going into a season with this squad. All right, uh, Bogman, let's get to yours. And after we get to ours, we'll I'll read off the projections because I do have them here. So Bogman, let's hear it. 
Uh, for my squad, I started out with Gary Sanchez in the 10th round behind the dish. Then I got Goldie, Kettle Marte at second, Hunter Dozier at third, Elvis Andrus at short, uh, and CI uh, Renato Nunez, MI Colton Wong with my outfielders are Soto, Fam, Buxton, Puig, Nomar Mazzara, and my util is Chris Davis. On the bench, I've got Miguel Cabrera, Domingo Santana, and Corey Dickerson as far as hitters go. My starters are Walker Bueller, Hugh Darvish, uh, Jesus Lazardo, Carlos Carrasco, Sean Manaya, John Gray with uh, Yanni Chirinos, Wade Miley, and um, uh, Forrest Whitley. Whitley on the bench. And my closers are, are Hayter, Kirby Yates, and Brandon Kinsler. So I, I like this squad. I think I may be lacking more on my power traditionally than I usually have, yeah. but I definitely know I got some speed and the power can play out. Like if Chris Davis returns the form, if Buxton picks up a little bit more power, stuff like that. But I think that's probably where I'm lacking more than I have been on my other team. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. I, I mean, I like your pitching staff. I mean, you go, you go five or six deep, at least, at least five deep. You got the higher end closers, which almost make up for like John Gray is your sixth closer. And if he's not pitching in Colorado, that's a boost. And you've got those closers. I think um, your hitting is probably of the three of us, probably the least flashy, but it's very heavy in speed. And it's pretty, it's pretty solid across the board. I think the corner, like the third and corner infield, like Hunter Dozier and Renato Nunez, that's probably your biggest glaring kind of hole. And those are big power plays. So like your batting average with power is a little bit in question, but your pitching because you don't have a hole in pitching, you know, Bueller, Darvish with freaking Hader and Yates and then Lazardo. I mean, it's your, your pitching holds you up with a really solid offense. I think this team is uh, it's very good. What do you think about this team, John? Yeah, I think this team is really good. Uh, I, my only concern is something that I can't predict. So that, that's why I like it. And it's just maybe guys that I perceive as maybe injury risks. Like I'm afraid between Fam, Buxton and Mazzara, all who you're relying on pretty much every day. You're going to be replacing at least one of them and possibly yeah. within the first like month or two. But I, again, I can't predict injury. So I, I don't like when people do that to me. Oh, you, we don't know who's going to get injury. It's very possible fam goes the distance, you know, but I think that that would be my red flag. I love the pitching. By the yeah. Way. Love B- it. Uh, Bogman, least I, favorite and least favorite picks. Well, I, ju- I don't know that it's my least favorite pick, but I think I just would have done something different in the first round instead of Juan Soto, if I knew this was how my team was going to be constructed because a lot of his values coming out of average. And I don't, I just don't know if I have it. I might've replaced him with a more upside power hitter. So that's probably like just strategy or wise. Yeah. So something may, maybe Bregman, maybe Let's even see. Pete Alonzo earlier with Aaron Otto. Bregman. Uh, well, Lindor there. fell in this draft. I didn't even notice Lindor was the 12th pick in this stupid draft for wow. whatever reason. Yeah. That would have been the pick. I mean, I got Lindor is like, like six or seven on my list. So I don't know why that happened. That was a gift. I think that maybe, is that maybe what you're talking about? I know the position is yeah. deep, but that's that upside play. Yeah, exactly. So I would have taken just someone different because, like I said, a lot of Juan Soto's value is out of average, and I'm just not going to have a, a fantastic average with my hitters. I'll be okay. Uh, I'd be middle of the pack if this was Roto, probably. But I got guys like Gary Sanchez, Goldie. You know, is low on the average, and then my power hitters and you know Chris Davis and Renato Nunez are kind of two fifty ish type of guys. Pick? So uh, my favorite pick. Probably Elvis Andrus at 153. I mean, uh, that's still really good value. I'm still a really big Elvis Andrus fan, and getting him 
at 153, I think is always strong. Either that or, you know, I'm a big Sean Mania guy and getting him at 177, I like as well. Uh, so. My team here on the backstop at 222 overall, I got Salvador Perez. The infield is Jose, uh, Jose Abreu, Jonathan Villar, Eugenio Suarez, and Adalberto Mondesi. Uh, my corner and middle is CJ Cron and Corey Seager. My outfield is Lou Bob, Luis Robert, Max Kepler, Willie Calhoun, Lourdes Gurriel, Aristides Aquino, and at utility, I've got Jordan Alvarez. My pitching staff, Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell, Zach Gallen. I got Sandy Alcantara, uh, McKenzie Gore, Steven Matz, Dustin May, Spencer Howard, a lot of um, rookie young guys there. Only got two closers, Alex Colome and Hansel Robles. And then on the bench, I got Nixon Zell, Trent Grisham, and Nico Horner. So I don't know. You talk to me, John. What do you think about the team I constructed? Well, what's the first thing is, you know, I'm focusing on my own draft kind. I heard your picks, but I wasn't always logging them. That pitching staff is unbelievable and is going to be a problem in like four of the five categories right off the bat. Yeah. Um, if there's only the only pick I'd say, again, I hate really judging people that know what they're talking about, but the only pick that I would have avoided is, is the Aquino pick because I really worry about the Reds playing time. Now he's a guy that again, with universal DH, if he's getting every day played appearances, he's the guy. But now that being said, if I were you, I would play Grisham in that starting spot. Yeah. Keep Aquino on the back burner to see what he gives you. And then this squad is really, really sturdy, particularly if you get word that Gore is going to be part of the rotation, you are off and running. Same to be said for Howard, I should say, or Dustin May. So your build here really makes a lot of sense. It, you have like a question to be answered, but I think it does get answered and you have a couple paths to get the man to really get to a championship with this team. It's a really nice team. And I forgot to say Josh James was another one of those pitchers. So my pitchers five and six are Josh James and Sandy Alcantara. And yeah, wow. I mean, I think the Aquino one, I, I'm with you on it and it, mitigates a little bit because I got Sinzel and then I also have Trent Grisham. So I essentially have one of those guys out there at all times. And Trent Grisham might be the play ultimately anyways. And the pitching stuff, I actually really like my starters. I wasn't sure how much I liked it after the top three and I forgot I got Snell and then Josh James and Sandy Alcantara. And I took a lot of plays, a lot of risks with the guys like Gore and Spencer Howard. But Boggs, I still think um, it was worth it. It was worth the risk with the core that I built. I think what I like about this team is... You went off book a couple times when you're, you know, you and I both are fairly rigid to what we like. You know what I mean? So taking a Kino at 211 is not a, a normal Welsh move. I feel like doubling up on pitching at the beginning of the draft, not a normal Welsh move. So going Cole Verlander and then, you know, he, taking another one in the fifth was even still surprising to me when you took Snell. So I think this is one of the better teams that you've assembled. Obviously, closers, a little questionable in Colomay and Robles, but that they're they're good midline guys. Those are fine. So um, I, I like I, I kind of like the rusty draft that you did here. Yeah, I think this is one of your better ones. I think my favorite picks. I kind of just like the, I mean, the Lou Bob value at 91, I like, but Gallon at 126 is my pitcher four to go yeah, with Yeah, and we both yeah. had him on the queue, too. Yeah, so. that was a good one. That's probably got to yeah. be the top one. My least favorite pick, I mean, I don't know, like third outfielder, Lourdes Gurriel, but he was kind of a value. I felt hamstrung with Jordan Alvarez as my first hitter after the two pitchers, but I think it worked out uh, the closers, just like uh, John said, the closer situation, spending a 174 on Hansel Robles and, or 163 on Alex Colomay. Like that's kind of yeah. lame. Like why even do it? Um, I could have done some better stuff with that. So that's probably, 
that's probably the pick that I would uh, pick apart here. Now, projections, phew, what are they What are they good for at this? It's like war here. <laughs> How can we really, really balance projections here? Because I would say, I think some of us are going to get skewed because, like, particularly mine, I don't know if projections are taking into account Willie Calhoun's return. I don't know if they've adjusted that. I don't know if they've adjusted, you know, did Verlander get knocked and, and Snell? So we, we just don't fully know. But here are the projections. According to our buddy Dusty, we have the overall, the hitting, and the pitching. So where do you guys want to start? You want to go straight to the overall? You want to hear hitting and pitching first? Let's go hitting and pitching first. Okay. So hitting, CK had the number one hitting team. And just real quick, CK had Real Muto, Freeman, LeMayhew, Chapman, Rosario. Uh, his outfield, he did have Trout, Robles, and Judge. So that's a pretty good hitting team. And he got Trout at four, too. Yeah, so. he was number one. Check this out. I'm nine. Bogman is 10 and John is 11. That's how we really? got. Yeah, we got, we got oh. smacked on our dingles uh, on the hitting. So I don't know what they're, I don't know if it wasn't reaccounting for some stuff. Um, Justin was two. Barrow was three. Chad was, Chetty was four. Michael R was five. Savage was six. Dusty is seven. Thanos, Jesse Severe was eight. I gave you nine through 11 and Sean was 12. You- you know, what's funny is I think just looking at this projection, I think it may be overestimating batting average because look at all the great batting average guys that J, uh, CK has. JT Ramuto, uh, Freddie Freeman, yeah. Mayhew. So uh, Carlos Santana's in there. Um, you know, Mike Trout, obviously. So it may be overestimating average just a little bit. I think that's, that's I, I think that's definitely possible. I think there's also some question marks just as far as project. Like we all, the three of us, all have hitters that could have been smacked in projections. Like John has Verdugo. Uh, you also could have JV Davis with the Hertz. I have um, Willie Calhoun. I had someone else and Bogman. I was just looking at your yeah, roster. Puig. You have Puig. So we all yeah. could have been smacked there. Now pitching, much different. Number, they got pitching exactly right. Yeah. Number one, <laughs> Scott Bogman. Number two, Dusty. <laughs> I am three. John is four. Then it goes okay. Sean, Justin, CK, Chad, Thanos, Barrow, Michael and Savage is 12 at pitching. So, you know, we all went pretty heavy investment in pitching. I'm a little surprised I'm not higher, but it's because Bogman, I, I think obviously you spent They're on the closers. closers and that gave you the the boost. Now the overall, I'm going to go bottom to top. Sean, <laughs> Sean, I'm so sorry, Sean. Um, you are the biggest loser and you <laughs> have been voted off the island. And I don't really understand why. It's a pretty good team. Well, pitching kind of tails off. Number eleven, how is it possible? Our boy Thanos, Jesse Severe. Yeah. That's no. how that that's how you know projections. Like I I asked Dusty to run these, and I really appreciate him doing it. But when you got Thanos at eleven, that can't be right, right? Welsh. Yeah, no, and and none of these are readjusted for the hundred game season. So this is like you know our teams under a projection of one hundred and sixty two games. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, Savage Robert is nine. Our boy John, number eight on the overall. Moving oh. MLB moving average. I know. Oh. Barrow is seven. Chad is six. Justin is five. I'm four. Welsh is four. Bogman is three. CK is two. And guess what? The American Dusty. Dream Dusty Rhodes is number one. Oh, surprising. <laughs> yeah, Dusty ran the projections and he's number one. But but I, I think he's run the projections many, many times and never been number one. I think this is the first time. Oh, yeah, I so. believe I believe him. I believe him. I, I'm having a hard time believing that my offense is being rated so poorly. And it's not like I picked them. I mean, I have 
I have steals. I have 40 home run guys. I've sure. got runs. I know. Ouch. And, and I don't, I, well, that's things. I don't see where all the smack on the wrist is either. As far as like any uh, injuries. I mean, for Dugo might've given you a big fat zero with the injury based on pro, uh, projection. So that could be one part of it. You could have been uh, maybe hit with JD Davis, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, well, I don't it's always hurt too. like, I, like when you're adding up those, those little bitty things, I bet that's what it is as far as those projections yeah. go. I think it's cool stuff. So if people want, I just read off the projections. If you guys want to go check it out, you know where to go. Just uh, in this league.com, you can see the board, you can see the draft results. And that is the very first one before we jump into mock draft may, where we're going to have a mock John, draft. We are going to be mock drafting once a week, the entire month of may. And let me ask you real quick. Do you think, do you, you think this exercise, you know, cause I know there's a, it's really a Ariel Cohen versus Rob Silver uh, battle, our boys, of like, you know, how worthwhile mock drafts are. But, I mean, do you think this exercise, even though we don't quite know what's going on, is actually more helpful than we could have imagined to set us up for what values are going to be out there and start wrapping our heads around what a 100-game season looks like? Or do you think it's kind of futile? No, it's value. I think it's certainly valuable, you know, especially when you're putting, you know, good players in a room. You know, your your listeners are quality players. So I think that being said, where the knowledge is there, the execution is there. No, I want to know how a dozen other fantasy minds are, you know, reassessing all this stuff because there really are some major value changes. So I, I, it's always a learning experience for me. Personally, I'm not. I may not be a mock guy. I like to, uh, you know, get some money in the game, but you know. Uh, Fantrax runs $10 best balls. And, you know, for me, I, I always run best balls because, again, like I was saying before, I like to know the whole, you know, I want to know the whole player pool and I want to see how people react to that way. So I'm actually glad I definitely learned something. That's very, very good. Cool stinking drafting. <laughs> and Welsh, I think the point that you made earlier, and we may have to double back on this and look at deals again on some of the websites that haven't readjusted. I mean, we know Fantrax is. ADP only, so they're not going to readjust. No. Maybe Yahoo will readjust, but still have some deals. Same thing with ESPN. So I'm probably going to have to double up on that episode uh, for for this season uh, when we run back into draft season and all that stuff coming up, most likely in June. Yeah, so. that's a really really good point. A lot of stuff out there, and we'll kind of continue continue rocking with it. John, uh, you did it. First uh, appearance on ITL, a smashing success. MLB moving averages. That is the. Uh, Twitter handle, you guys absolutely should be following him. He's kind of a must-follow at this point. And, John, what uh, anything on the horizon? I know we asked you where your stuff is going on. You've been doing stuff at The Athletic. Are you still doing like, yeah, it? What should people look for? Man, I, I have so much stuff cooking, but like a lot of people in the industry were just kind of waiting for some solid news. So I think once we get any kind of schedule, I'll be up again at The Athletic for sure. I'm working on the new uh, moving averages betting algorithm to handicap for 2020. Again, that that work is a little stalled because I don't, you know, I don't know. I can't make it certain if it's seven innings versus nine innings or at home versus just Arizona and Florida. So the wheels are turning, even if it's not producing so much. But you can definitely look for me. I'll be putting out content as always as soon as we know that we're going to be playing baseball. And uh, thank you again for having me, man. I, this was so much fun, man. It was so <laughs> much fun. I spent so much time laughing. None of it was canned you know i had no we had no real preparation and that really just went perfectly man thanks for having me well thank you my friend i think i think we needed that influx of uh of that john uh moving move uh mlb moving averages and mlb uh moving uh excitement now, i think we need a little now, influx can of I that. Get one last thing yeah do you it. know what of i missed because you guys know you know that i'm a listener from the inside jokes that i dropped and you know what i didn't get out of you chris that i really wanted 
I wanted you to say the word friendo, and I didn't get it. Oh, okay. well, friendo, <laughs> well, friendo, I did it at the at the beginning of the episode, so you got to listen to the episode. Are you but... sure? Because I, I was listening. I no, 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 when, when we recorded without you, just oh, open. okay. I know. Anyway, you're a you're a big whiskey guy, and hopefully, once we relieve all these restrictions, if I find myself in the desert or you're over here in the concrete jungle, I promise you, the night is on me, guys. Let's the whole night, the night of drinking is on me, guaranteed. Nice. Let's do it. Uh, th- that is one I want to be there for, friendo. So uh, we'll talk to you next yes! time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> all right there you go our boy john from mlb moving averages he is such a fantastic guy i love and he hit me up in the dms too here just uh, there's a little bit of time between when we do the close here and he's like man that was great i felt right at home and i'm like yeah dude you know i'm i'm glad you fell at home because you should be at home here you're uh he's a fantastic dude really smart guy and we were talking off air a little bit about some of the stuff and you know, he, he considers himself in kind of like the new class of some of the fantasy analysts that are coming out there. And he's one that people should be locked into because he's a smart dude. Absolutely. Smart ass. Yeah, great dude. Dude smart too. ass and a smart yeah. dude. Smart ass and a smart guy. Right, right. Exactly. So uh, he, he's really, really nice. And he's got it, it's something with the Johns, right? Well, yeah, uh, he's got that John Lobb energy. So uh, lo- love people like that. I mean, you know, it's like the Jim Jeffries says, you know, I'd rather be. Uh, hang out with a you know uh, a happy person and a miserable person all day every day. No, so no, no. love the happy people. That's why I mean I have to be with myself all the time. That's why it's a struggle. That's why it's a little <laughs> bit of struggle. I need to be around more Johns for sure. So uh, go check them out. MLB moving averages. And I'll tell you what, man. You know that was good to do. Uh, that was a complete break from all of just everything in the chaos and it feels good to be back in it and i know there's some people that are just not going to register and it's not going to work for them like mock drafts and stuff like that that's okay i think this is the perfect time i know we said mock draft may was um is next uh, all next month and we're going to do it for every wednesday thursday show but i'm glad that we snuck this one in and we got um you know we got one of our industry guys in here because that was good to do because we're gonna you know just be you and i in the the rest with our listeners, of course, doing a couple different formats, but it was good to get some different opinions, not just ours, a little precursor to a really smart, you know, analytical person uh, that John is and, uh, you know, kind of talk about the process of what a hundred games looks like. And, you know, he was even telling us, you know, he's got a, he's got in a, in the cooker here for the, maybe for the future of, uh, you know, article on how to attack and how to project, you know, a hundred game season. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to continue on with a couple different formats, but, We'll draft what a hundred game, uh, hundred game season might look like. We'll run the projections. We'll go through different team constructions. I think it'll be fun, and maybe we can even take. Um, you know, we're gonna take quote someone else do this for us. We could take the board <laughs> of like you know the top two hundred players, and it would be interesting to average them out and see what it looks like. I guess if we're doing different formats, that might skew it a little bit, but. Um, it might be interesting to see what the average looks like. So we could tell people, Hey, look, here's a little ITL ADP of, um, you know, a 100 game season and what it looks like. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm probably going to have to redo the, uh, who's a deal on which site episode because so much time has passed. So, uh, with readjustments and rankings and, uh, things like that and ADPs, you know, maybe potentially changing some other stuff at fan tracks. I'm probably going to have to redo that show. So we'll get that one in May as well. Yeah. So, so if you guys dig it and you want to be a part of all the stuff and I hell, I'll tell you if, you know, if you join up at the Lieutenant level, you will be guaranteed a spot in a mock draft uh, this coming month. So if you, that's a thing that gets you going, check that out. Maybe we'll even run um, a mock draft or so. We might have some of the guys run a mock draft just, you know, for fun in some of the rooms, but maybe we'll even, 
um, you know, run an extra mock draft on the army if people want to join in with it. So that's a lot of fun. They all won't be uncensored. But uh, at the end of the day, just want to thank everybody for sticking around as they have with ITL. Uh, we're going to continue on as we have. Hopefully, uh, I actually did get a hold, uh, just a little insight. I did get a hold of uh, Dan Kurtz from my KBO, and uh, he said he's willing to come on. So we might have a little KBO talk on Monday. So I nice. tell you guys to send in your questions. It could be KBO related. If we get Dan locked in, uh, do it ASAP, by the way, because the interview could happen on Friday, but it might happen Monday. But remember, send in your questions and your voicemails, itlballbag at gmail.com or in this league at gmail.com. Either one, send in questions for whatever on the season, mock draft, KBO. Uh, we'll take a couple voicemails, send that stuff in, and that will be what we do Monday. And we might talk to Dan Kurtz, and then we're going to be jumping into mock draft. So uh, let us know that you guys are digging it, and hopefully this is going to get you through. And come and uh, check out the Patreon beginning of the month. Absolutely freaking perfect time to do it. So patreon.com slash ITL army. We are out of here. MLB moving averages, absolute rock star. You guys, absolute badasses. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See ya. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.